0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fantasy Beasts and Where to Find Them. I am your host, Kyle Ranny. Uh, here as always bringing you the news, the updates, and the information we can in the fantasy football world and the NFL draft world, that is. Uh, we are really starting to get to an aspect of the season where there's not much more to do but to talk about the upcoming season. We're in a bit of a limbo. We just had the Senior Bowl this past Saturday. The Pro Bowl this past uh, Sunday, and we've got the Super Bowl this weekend, but as a Wednesday episode, it's really kind of tough to discuss. The Pro Bowl was uh, an over-glorified two-hand touch game of All-Stars, uh, capped off by the arrest of New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara. Uh, not exactly a great weekend, really looks bad on the NFL, not even the arrest, just the game itself was very, very piss-poor. Uh, so we watched that happen. You have a lot of people concerned, not having fun, not enjoying the way that that game really was presented. We go to Saturday though, Saturday, quite a bit of an interesting event. We got to watch, I would say, I'd say you got to watch five guys in the consideration of being one of the top quarterbacks here. Bailey Zapp might be throwing his name in the uh, consideration, but, uh, we'll, we'll start defensively here. Cause there wasn't a whole bunch. There's not a lot of stat. Wise out there that we can discuss, but we definitely had some risers in the class. Um, you get to sit there first. You go with Boye Mafe. Uh, Mafe had just a phenomenal day out of Minnesota, he's the edge rusher there. Three tackles for loss, two sacks, one forced fumble. Um, in, in an already very loaded edge rusher class, it's a nice addition. Mafe didn't look out of place, definitely faced some good. Uh, tackle play I got for himself there but Maffe might be able to really jump up here 23 years old uh, won't turn 24 until almost end of season next year 6'4 265 I mean just Quite the game game for this young kid. 26 or solo, er, solo tackles, seven sacks, one forced fumble this past season in Minnesota. Uh obviously a senior being that he played at the senior bowl. Uh but Mafe kind of rising up mock drafts should be locked as a day one, day two pick. Definitely not like the highest of day one unless he really blows away at the combine. Um outside of Mafe, though, we've got Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson had a really good day as an inside or interior offensive lineman. It's not something, not a position that a lot of people get to discuss here, but uh, held his own very well there. He was some practice player of the week on Friday. Uh, listed as that, and interesting enough, interesting enough to see somebody who gets practice player of the week that's an offensive lineman. Uh, and I mean, I've seen people who are listing Trevor Penning out of uh, UNI, Northern Illinois. As a winner, but I mean Penning got blown up all game. Uh I think that on tape further, yes, obviously we'll, we'll talk about the player who did that to him. Um but on tape further, we'll really see how it progresses, how it how how teams view that. I almost have a feeling that he could slide out of that first round echelon to mid second to third calm draft day. Uh we got Chad Muma, linebacker. Uh, he was all over the field. The the range he showed, he was shedding blocks. He was really just making plays left and right. It's a guy who, it's, it's what you want in your new age linebackers. He can play all over. Out of out of Wyoming, um, this past season, 85 tackles, it's 85 solo tackles, one and a half sacks, three picks. The guy can kind of do it all. Um... 6'3", 242, out of Colorado. I mean, he's not the biggest linebacker, probably going to be an off-ball guy, but, I mean, overall, at 141 total tackles this past season. Uh, 71 the year before that with three sacks. My guess is he's thrown his name in the the hat. He'll be uh, a mid-second, late first-rounder possibly at linebacker. Uh, we continue, we've got defensive tackle, Travis Jones, this is one of the best true nose tackles. He pushed the pocket. He was two gapping, uh, shed blocks very well, and he was productive on the stat sheet himself. And he's three twenty five. bullies. A lot of people, um, really, really big day for that. There wasn't, I don't think a real standout one tech, two tech in this, uh, this class yet. Travis Jones really coming out though out of what's the wrong Travis Jones. Out of Yukon. That is that's that Travis Jones. Travis Jones out of Yukon, 16 solo tackles, 40 or 4.5 sacks this past season. Um we do have another guy here. It's the last guy that I've got defensively. The guy I really wanted to talk about. We've got Perry on Winfrey out of Oklahoma. It's a guy that I tweeted some stuff out on on our Twitter page earlier this week. Um, he was the absolute star of practice, and then he made it known on the field on Saturday. He was everywhere. He was the MVP of the Senior Bowl. Um, but the bigger thing, like I said, with with Trevor Penning, Trevor Penning being a guy that we brought into this 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 uh, this week. Senior Bowl week as a guy who a lot of people thought could be a late round steal, a guy who didn't play the best college competition, uh, and Perrion Winfrey came in and just bullied that man. And Trevor Penning's not a small guy. Uh, Perrion Winfrey really just, (sighs) I'm excited about him. I think he's all but solidified a late first, early second round draft pick spot for him. The real big thing is if he has a huge combine day, he could be skyrocketing. Only has two years of stats here. Uh, he had half a sack in 2020. This past uh, year, 23 total tackles, 11 solo, 12 assists, uh, five and a half sacks, a forced fumble, and then he's just out here lighting it up with his stats and measurables on the field. Not exactly standing out in big amounts here with his stats, what you're seeing. But I'll tell you, man, the player you got on the field the other day, he's going to be something special onto the offensive side of the ball, though, uh, the national team, the guy who a lot of people think is going to be the first overall or first quarterback taken off the board, a guy who I personally have seen, a guy who I think is going to be the first quarterback, Kenny Pickett, Uh short day of work for him. Probably the best day of all the quarterbacks here. And that's not discrediting anybody. Cause I, I will glow about one of them in a bit, but Pickett went six of six, 89, 14.8 yard average, one touchdown. Um, He got everything done. He made the plays when he needed to. The ball came out crisp, clean, and precise. He had one or two underthrown, but uh, I really liked Pickett's game. Pickett looked like the pro that everybody thinks he's going to be. Obviously, controversy swirling on if his hands are too small to play in this league. Uh, On the same team, the national squad, Desmond Ritter uh, out of Cincinnati. He was 4 of 6, 68 yards 11.3 11.3 yards per average, and two touchdowns. Ritter not having a terrible day. I thought he left a little to be desired. Uh, some of the plays that he, he missed on were just like, a, oh, man, what are you doing kind of play. That's a guy I'm excited to watch a little more tape on. Obviously, playing with uh, Cincinnati, very tough to to shine around that. It, it's one of those things where I want to see him versus these these bigger schools with the, the team that he had. Cincinnati had a decent year this year. I know that, but... I mean, come on, man. Uh, and last in that team, Carson Strong of Nevada. He came in with the possibility of being a second, third-round quarterback, almost kind of like Kyle Trask, uh, and he really did not have a day here. Threw an interception, 6 of 11 for 67 yards. Uh, Carson Strong really does not improve his stock. He's going to have to have a good combine to do much more for him. The American team here, the leading uh, quarterback was Bailey Zapp. Uh, 8 of 113, 103 yards. He did throw a pick, but uh, he looked damn good for the most part in his game there. Uh, undersized, he did lead the league in touchdowns. The NCAA in touchdowns this past year was 62. That's right, one season, 62 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He's 6'1", so he's kind of small for a quarterback out of Western Kentucky. Um, a lot of people think that he's going to be able to step right in and kind of take over as a backup role right away. He might take a while to have to really develop into a starter. Sam Howell came out. He was 6 of 9, 67 yards. Also led the way, or also had uh, one rushing touchdown, 29 yards. Malik Willis, this is a guy who the numbers on the paper do not do justice. Malik Willis was 2 of 4, passing 11 yards. He went 4 for 57 on the ground, including a 27-yard scampered almost score score. On the last drive, drive of the first quarter, um, the the play was phenomenal here. If I'm not mistaken, this should have been the team. Well, they did have, they had more wide receivers there, so the other receivers really didn't do a whole bunch to pan out here, which is a bit upsetting. They they had some good young talent there, but if if you were looking. Any other way? If you were trying to figure out if, like, okay, maybe the okay. Hold on, let me reconsider here. American team might have only had the American team did only have three receivers. So okay, the the American team at a straight disadvantage. They only had three receivers. Um, he was extending plays with his legs the intelligence in the pocket uh at one point Gary and I were sitting here and got Gary Gary hung out we started to do a little bit of this draft homework together uh and we watched Willis watch the pocket collapse around him step up through the pocket let the pocket collapse behind him make one last scan of the field turn look look and bounce and pick up a first on the drive it's It's not an issue with the throwing, because, I mean, the throwing can definitely be improved, but it's the fact of it being that he's not a one-dimensional quarterback. He's not just running. He's not just passing. He's got the savvy veteran smarts, I would like to call it, um, of a guy who really wanted to take patience, take the calmness, figure out his next play, read what's developing on the field, and then make the absolute desperation run if needed. Um, and that's honestly what he did on the 27-yard run, too. He he tried to see what was on field, set that up with one of his incompletions. He, he took a deep bomb, um, a little bit underthrown, but knowing the college rules of the game, let it get a DPI, which set him up from, I think, their 30 to the opposite 35. Um, and that was the 27-yard scamper from the 35 where he was tackled just inside the 10. Very, very heads-up play. Very intelligent player there. Uh, Running-wise, the national team, Rashad White out of Arizona State. He was a 15-touchdown scorer this past season. He had 52 yards on the ground, 4.7-yard carry. Uh, They also had Abram Smith from Baylor. Abram Smith was really the guy who did a lot of groundwork. 48 yards rushing, added 2 for 19 and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Desmond Ritter, your next leading rusher, 3 of 12. The American side of things here, uh, we already said Malik Willis was your leading rusher for 54. Then you go to TJ Pledger out of Utah. Uh, Pledger had himself a decent day. He had 33 yards, 6.6 yard per carry average. Um, he was damn close to punching one in for a touchdown. And I believe got called back. He he hits hard when he runs. Kind of shocking player there. Didn't have a huge season at Utah. Uh, never had a very big season at Utah, quite honestly. He's very, he's kind of tiny, kind of stout, 5'9", 196. Uh, this past season, he had six touchdowns. He can catch the ball. He's had 10 and 9 re- receptions the last two years. Um, but he hasn't had over 105 yards or 105 carries in a year. And that was the one thing they said about Pledger. He's got a lot of mileage left in that body. And if he's going to bring that into the combine, that's a name that you could see score or soar up the uh, draft boards to the fourth, fifth round. That's going to be something that we're going to target. On the rest of the American side here, rushing though ESPN is of course being terrible. Brian Robinson, he went out there out of Bama, six of 18, nothing great on the day. Um, A guy who really needed a performance here. He has not gotten the chance to shine at Bama. Obviously, he's always been stuck behind people. And as a senior running back on the Alabama, you've kind of got some stuff that you're trying to sort through. Damian Pierce out of Florida as well. Uh, Kid had 13 touchdowns this past season. Uh, Never had more than five any season prior. However, the first year without a former second-round pick quarterback, Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Toney, um, all those good guys, Van Jefferson, um, Grimes. So like Florida had a revamp. Damian Pierce was their way of scoring this year. Um, so in- intriguing to see what he can do. Not a super, you know, I don't want to say not a super in like intriguing running back. Cause I watched him light a dude up with a shoot with a, just a shoulder break. Boom through a guy. Um, he's a guy that you're gonna have to watch more though out of the, uh, the combine in terms of receiving the leading receiver for the American side, Vellis Jones, junior from Tennessee, uh, seven touchdown scores this past season, 62 receptions, 807 yards. Um, best season prior to that was 2020, 22 catches, 280 yards and three touchdowns. Jones goes four of 64 on the day for the American team. Um, the guy who I think might have really disappointed Jalen Tolbert, uh, Tolbert, had eight catches, 100 or 1,474 yards, eight touchdowns for South Alabama. Playing as home field, only musters two for 24 on the day. Uh, the third receiver, really there, Kelvin Austin, two of 45. Kelvin Austin, the third out of Memphis, uh, really stepped it up the last two years. Six catches, one thousand and fifty-three yards, eleven touchdowns in twenty twenty. Seventy-four, one thousand one hundred and forty-nine t- yards, and eight touchdowns in twenty twenty-one. Uh, he's probably gonna be a midway guy. He's more of a gadget tool. He's five nine. He's not big to be a receiver in this in this league, uh, but that doesn't mean he's not utilized. Uh, I think almost back to this past year. I mean, he had rushes. He's rushed the ball. He won for 69 in a touchdown this year, 2 of 14, 4 of 3, uh, one for 83 in a touchdown his, his freshman year. It reminds me almost of, of Demetric Felton, slightly undersized, a guy who's able to get open and take off. Um, so if that's the type of player we're going to get, Maybe a fifth, sixth-rounder just because he's a tweener type of offensive player, but you can't teach that kind of gadget skills. I mean, think the Bills, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, the Browns, what they're trying to do with Demetrius Felton. That's, that's becoming a guy that's more of a weapon in the NFL here. Um, In terms of the Americans, American squad, shall we say, not a whole bunch of the big tight ends on this team either. Uh, the best tight end of the day would have been Grant Calcaterra out of SMU. He had 465 yards and four touchdowns this past season. Uh, He had a grand total of two catches uh, in the game on Saturday for 14 yards. The national team definitely had the better tight end squad here, though. Uh, You you started out wide receiver. They had the best tight end, Jake Ferguson, putting on a day. He had uh, 450 yards and three touchdowns in his season as a senior with Wisconsin. Three catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. The top receiver, that's another tight end here, Uh, Cole Turner out of Nevada. He had two catches, 44 yards, 677, and 10 touchdowns this past season, Uh, obviously with Carson Strong at the helm there. You got Christian Watson, wide receiver out of North Dakota State, a guy who played with uh, Trey Lance, didn't really produce for Trey Lance, uh, 18 catches. Oh, he, they only played a few games. So I apologize for that. 18 catches, 434, seven yards, one touchdown. Uh, he had 34 catches, 732, and six touchdowns. Trey Lance's last full season, 43 for 807 touchdowns this past year. Um, you, you add in Abram Smith, the running back from Baylor. He had two of 19 in the touchdown, uh, Bo Melton, wide receiver from Rutgers. He really did not have much for a day, uh, 55 for six, 18 and three touchdowns uh, this past season. He went a grand total of two of 18. I mean, Romeo dubs out of Nevada. He had a hundred, 1,109 yards. 80 catches, 11 touchdowns in his season this past year. He had, That's down from 58, 1,002, and 9 touchdowns. And, I mean, he, he's not the – he's decently sized. He's 6'2", 200. But he also goes 2 of 18. Trey McBride. Uh, from Colorado State, he was the top tight end of the of the or of the NCAA this past year. 90 catches, 1,121 yards, one touchdown. He also adds a touchdown in the Senior Bowl. Uh, 3330 yards and four touchdowns in 2020. 560 and four touchdowns in 2019. Uh, a big catch by him as well. <laughs> Rashad White got a catch in there. Uh, I mean Jeremiah Hall also tight end from Oklahoma. He didn't do a whole bunch. uh, 334 yards, four touchdowns this season. He had one catch for six yards. Guys, it was a really, it was a fun game. It was actually, it split up a little goofy. They they actually split each quarter so they can make sure these young kids can get the playing time, but there was a lot to watch. I'll tell you that. There were definitely guys that jumped off the paper. I I really, really want to see what, um, what we're going to get out of Malik Willis at the combine? I want to see how Perrion Winfrey performs. I want to see if Jalen Tolbert has a bounce back. Uh, I want to see Trey McBride. That's uh, all, everything about him. Trey McBride almost reminds me of, uh, I'm blanking on the kid's name now. Um, oh, of uh, Adam Troutman from a couple of years ago. Not necessarily the biggest school freakish athlete puts up the numbers. But we'll see how it goes, guys. We are very close to the Combine. That'll be beginning of March. This next episode, when you hear from me again, I will be joined by a friend of the show and co-host on Spread Those Wings, Ryan Pisner, as we talk gambling to prepare you for the Super Bowl. Uh, that's right. We're going to discuss some bets, some props, some stuff like that that we really like and things to maybe avoid as well. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Jeanette at the Therapy Sessions Buffalo. Uh, check her out on our website at www.com. Tiki Tribe TV Pro dot Go on the sponsors page if you click on her information, it takes you right to her booking site. Shout out to Damien at the Platterbox in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, if you are in the southern Ontario region, you're looking for a charcuterie board, a dessert tray, any of that, hit him up. He will take care of you. Shout out to Charlie at Renegade Studios in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, if you are a computer-oriented guy, you're a streamer, you're a podcaster, you're a video content producer, check him out. He'll help you get all of your content need. Uh, And last but not least, shout-out to our friend Kyle at Chicken Dippin'. That's right, guys, uh, because nothing pairs better with football than chicken wings. And if you want to pair your chicken wings, you want to try them with blue cheese because we don't want you to eat them with ranch, uh, hit him up online, www.chickendippin.com or chicken underscore dipping on Instagram. Go into their website, get Some of those in your shopping cart. Add code SPREAD716. That's right, S-P-R-E-A-D-716 for 15% off your order. But, guys, until next time, we thank you for listening. You keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.